G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are talking about players that you can stash that may not be working well for you right now, but will pay off big time when it comes to fantasy basketball playoffs. Let's go! Jordan, open! Chicago with the lead! Bryant, to Shaq! Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life! Welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter, as always, at Ball Boys Fantasy. And uh, you can also check me out on all podcast platforms, Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball, and also the newly launched Ball, Bo- Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast as well. So uh, just this uh, this morning, had a podcast recorded with the 2022 winner, the overall winner, Matty Mottram, who jumped onto the podcast podcast very graciously gave up a bit of his time to uh, um, give his insights on selecting a starting squad. So if you are an AFL fantasy man, check that one out. For all you basketball fans and fantasy basketball fans, today we are talking, like we said on the top of the show, about some stashes. Now, I have a few guys that I want to be talking about today. Um, some of them I think are really good, something I think uh, maybe not worth your time stashing these players. So I've ranked them in like a like a one to five star rating. So obviously five star being the best, the the players that I think are worth your time and worthwhile stashing. Um, and then the ones that I think uh, one stars don't bother, I think in maybe extremely deep leagues, sure, you can hold on to them. Um, this is for redraft, obviously not talking dynasty, different story. Um, but I think that these players will range. I've ordered them. We're going to go through them from the most... Uh, popular, the players who are on the most amount of rosters to the least popular. So uh, players, if you're waiting, oh, why is he talking about this, guys? Because I'm waiting till the end where these guys are owned in fewer leagues. So let's not waffle on anymore. Let's get into the first player that I think is a stash candidate, and that is Cam Johnson. A uh, little bit of a cheating one with this one, but obviously he is out right now and he is not playing. He's been out for a good while, last played on the 4th of November, and his been out with an injury to his uh, right knee. I think he um, he's still not, uh, from last I heard, he's not uh, taking contact in practice or anything like that, but I don't think he's too far away. Also, the injury to Devin Booker recently, I think, may create a little bit more sense of urgency. They've not been playing well recently, so hopefully that means that Cam Johnson is coming back. I've labeled him a five-star stash because I don't think he's going to be out for too much longer, and obviously you have the advantage of stashing him on your injured reserve spot, so if you um, have that free, or even if you don't, I think he's someone that it's about now that I'd be pretty happy to pick him up um, and even just cop the hit of having one fewer players uh, and just put him on your bench if you've got other injured guys. If you don't have any other injured guys, then there's no reason why you shouldn't have him. He is rostered in 99% of competitive leagues according to the advanced ownership numbers on Basketball Monster. So chances are someone has him on your team. But if, for example, you are in that 1% of leagues that he is available, I do think it's about time you go and pick him up because he, I think, will be a top 100 player 
lost once he is back. So that one there is pretty straightforward. The next one here uh, is Mark, sorry, not Mark Williams, the other shot-blocking center rookie. Walker Kessler, I think, is a, I'm going to label him a four-star um Stash. I don't think he's quite a a five star. He was in the must add players on our weekly recap at the start of this uh, week. He is getting more minutes these days. Um, had some foul trouble in today's game, so was limited to under eighteen minutes. The only thing that prevents me from getting him to a five star uh, stash is just the fact that the. Um, Utah Jazz are doing better than I expected them to be doing at this point in the season. They are starting to slide back, and you can definitely see them the second half of the season really starting to push that tank uh, mode into full swing. So it would not shock me if he was someone that became uh, like a a 30-minute-a-night guy who goes out there and can really, really impact fantasy. So uh, again, 98% rostered in competitive leagues, so 2% of leagues he's out there. So I think he is someone that I would consider a must-roster player. He is also, again, another reason why he's not a 5-star and and just a 4-star. He's very situational. He'll he'll give you blocks, he'll give you rebounds and field goal percentage, but the totality of his stats in assists, threes, points, steals, free throw percentage, it's not not amazing. um, so he's very uh, classic big man stats. So if you need that, then awesome. He's probably one of the best players that you can get on your waiver wire. Uh, if you don't need it, well, then you're probably not... It's not as valuable having a player like that. Uh, maybe you have him for trade value, and, and you can definitely play that game because I think he will be really good come fantasy playoffs. So that's fine, but you always want the risk of your other teams not valuing him as much as you would, and then you might have missed someone else on this list uh, as a result, uh, which might have better suited your team. So I think for that reason, he's a four-star stash for me and uh, definitely someone who should be rostered in pretty much all leagues. So 98%, let's get that to 100 Another guy who has definitely shot up the roster percentages recently um, when I did the um, uh, video, I think, on the weekly recap last time. Jalen Williams is the player we're talking about here, obviously, um, of OKC Thunder. I think he was about 60, 61% uh, rostered um, at the end of last week. He had that big game against uh, my Celtics. Poor one out for the Celtics. That was horrible. Uh, let's not do that again. But had a big game there. Backed it up today with a less than ideal game. Still had five steals and a block, though. Uh, poor percentages, uh, but still played 28 minutes. I think that he is someone who is a five-star recruit, or a five-star stash, I should say. Um, just because of his well-rounded fantasy game, I think that he's obviously already starting games. Uh, and, and rookies... Even if they've been playing a lot of minutes, it's often around that all-star break, just after the all-star break, that really start to get more usage, get more control of the team. We know that OKC Thunder in the past have done a lot of tanking, but they let their young guys stick out and and still play a lot of guys. And I think Jalen Williams is not going to be a guy that they sit uh, very much. He's he's still someone who needs a lot of experience in the NBA. So I think he's he's not someone I'm worried about in terms of shutdown risk, but uh, I think he is going to be much better when it comes to fantasy players, and he's someone that you can get really good value out of right now. So I put him on this list. He's not necessarily a, a traditional stash because he's giving you good value at the moment, but I do believe that he will get better as we, as we get closer to uh, February and March when your fantasy playoffs are. So I think that he is someone, he is rostered now at 94% of advanced uh, or competitive leagues according to the advanced roster percentage. Um, obviously, a big jump since that tweet that I sent out. Uh, I think he was still available 80% 
of leagues since I tweeted out that he's a must-add player. That's gone up another 14%. I still think that it should be higher. Um, and I think that, yeah, you should go grab him if you haven't already. Um, the next guy here, I'm calling him a stash because he's out at the moment and also he is not being good and it is Colin Sexton. Uh, I was on the record very early in the season that I don't think that he was worth adding or, or holding on to and I think so far I've been proven right. He He's missed a couple of, of games with uh, hamstring issues, came back, obviously came back again too early. It's a classic thing in the NBA. I've spoken about this in the past. It's something that the NBA just can't seem to, to manage well. So I was actually encouraged when, uh, to go on a tangent here, that uh, Zion Williamson has been ruled out already three weeks at least because um, that seems more like a realistic uh, timeline for a hamstring injury than uh, I think this one is about two weeks out that... Um that Colin Sexton was before he came back. And uh, yeah, I just also, on top of the fact that he's had mismanaged hamstring injuries, he's just not been someone that I think is worthwhile in fantasy. I, the reason I'm going to give him a uh, two-star is because, obviously, conversely to the start of the season, Utah is now starting to slide in the standings. And like Walker Kessler... Uh, or how it impacted Walker Kessler. I think with them tanking a bit more uh, aggressively down the stretch of the season, maybe Mike Conley is traded by the trade deadline. Uh, maybe they do send out a few other guys at the trade deadline. We're close enough to that now that I can put up with a bit of subpar scores. I still don't think his ceiling is necessarily super high. He's a good point scorer, which definitely catches your eyes. Maybe he can get to 20 points a night if he's given the keys, but I don't think they're going to deal Larry Markin uh, at the deadline. And uh, I still think he's going to be their number one guy. So without these supporting stats of rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks, uh, I just I don't think his ceiling is as high as someone like a Walker Kessler or someone like a Jalen Williams or Cam Johnson. He's he's the lowest, one of the lowest ceiling guys on this list, in my opinion, when it comes to nine category rank, rankings. Points leagues, it's a little different because you don't have as much value in the steals and blocks categories. Um, you don't worry about how many threes he hits. Uh, he's still not boosting the fantasy points by having those rebounds and assists all that much, but it's a little bit better. Um, so for me, he's someone that is okay if you really need those points and you can you can stomach losing out on a bit else, but uh, he's not as high up on some of these other lists. And at 89% rostered in, according to Basketball Monsters, advanced ownership, it's, it's too high in my opinion. There's a lot of these guys after him that we'll go through that I think are more of a priority as you will see. The next player here at 83% rostered uh, is Keegan Murray. Now, Keegan Murray, I'm going to label him a three-star stash. He's someone who obviously was drafted inside the top 100 in most cases or just outside the top 100. He's been disappointing He's teased us a little bit today's game, put up 16 points, five rebounds, three uh, threes, had a, had a block, shot 50%. Um, there's still something there. The Kings are playing well, so that, again, when we think about these stashes, often we think about those poor teams that turn it over to the rookies, turn it over to the young players, and, and they, can, they can take a larger role. He's averaging, in terms of his minutes, 29 minutes on the season, so he's had the opportunity there. I'm more leaning on the fact that I think like someone like a Jalen Williams who also has the opportunity at the moment, I think that just with more time in the NBA close to that all-star break and post-all-star break, that he will just get better. I think that he he's a decent enough stash if you're at the right uh, team and you're up the top there. 
you can have him on your team and just sort of hope that it gets better with the idea that maybe if it doesn't work out close to your fence playoffs or you start falling down the standings that he is someone you could drop and you're not going to miss out on gigantic upside. But he does have a little bit of upside. His fantasy translation is good enough that with the opportunity that he has, there is scope to think that he can improve from what he's done so far. He's the 157th ranked player on the season. So just at the back end of fantasy uh, standard league value. So I can definitely see that improving and maybe between uh, after the months of February onwards, he can be a top 120, top 100 guy, which makes him someone that you want to have on your fantasy roster. So if he is on your waiver wire, he might have been dropped. If you are the top one or two uh, teams in your leagues, uh, I think that he is someone that you could do worse than than maybe holding on to and seeing, uh, seeing if he improves with the opportunity that he has. Uh, so that is Keegan Murray there. Uh, the next guy here, Jeremy Sohan. Again, a very similar story to someone like a Keegan Murray and a J- Jalen Williams. He has the opportunity already. He is just getting better and more comfortable with the with the uh, NBA speed, the NBA game. Uh, he is rostered in 78% of leagues, in competitive leagues. Um, he's been not as good as Keegan Murray across the season, but I think that his stat set is one that is intriguing. Don't expect the scoring. The scoring, I think, is going to be very up and down. We've seen that. He failed to score a point in today's game, five points in the last game. I labeled him a maybe add in the more recent uh, podcast. Um, You know, some people might have dropped him after that, but I still think that the combination of assists, steals, and blocks are going to be decent. The hope is that come February, come March, that the percentages will be better. Maybe he, and that helps him score a little bit more. Maybe he can get himself some more rebounds if maybe a Yucca Pirtle is traded. Uh, potentially, that is the, the, the sort of, um, sort of hope for him. So I'm labeling him as a three star as well. So similar to a Keegan Murray, just hoping that he improves as things go on. But if you, again, notice that you're starting to fall or if you really need to make a different move or there's something better out there, he is someone that I wouldn't be holding on to at all costs. Uh, different to someone like a Jalen Williams and a Walker Kessler, Cam Johnson, who I think that you'd have to be something really nice out there for me to drop one of those guys. Um, but these guys, it's fine to have but if there's really something tasty out there, you could move on and grab them as well. And another three-star uh, stash here, I have the next one as Jalen Suggs this time. 78% rostered. He's still out injured with his uh, ankle injury, which has had him uh, out for quite a while. Last played in on the 27th of November. Since he's been out, Marco Fultz has come back. So we haven't yet seen he and Fultz play properly together with... Um, with uh, all of their guards back and, and everything like that. So Cole Anthony is the other player that I was blanking on. Um, so it's up in the air. I think before I might have had him as a four-star recruit, I've, I've been very uh, positive on him. It's it, The injury timing has been very unfortunate for a lot of their guards. Marco Fultz is playing really well at the moment. Um, I, I do like him a lot. I think that he and... So Suggs and Fultz should be the ones that they prioritize. I, I'm hoping that Cole Anthony is the one that takes the hit in terms of the minutes, but they've been also playing a lot bigger than I expected at the start of the season. So I'm, I'm adjusting my thoughts a little bit and bringing him down than what I thought he could be. He uh, is someone that obviously you have to take into account certain builds, uh, very poor on the percentages, uh, will turn the ball over a lot, but still 1.6 steals, 5.4 assists on the season is extremely, extremely valuable. So if you're punting either the field goal or the free throws uh, or 
both of them or one of them and turnovers, his value definitely changes dramatically. And if, say, you're in a punt free throw and a punt uh, turnover build, he would be basically a top 100 player. So I think that in that system, if he can come back in, and he's done that in 29 minutes a night. So I think he can still do that when he comes back in with those other guys. I expect him to be around that 27, 28, 29 minutes. Um, and I think that he is still a, a core piece for their future. So I, I imagine that with them not going anywhere, he's going to have lots of time on the court. So hopefully he can come back in and pretty much do what he was doing before. Maybe we hopefully see that those percentages improve just a touch. Uh, I mean, it's already jumped up from last season, so he was 36%. He's up to 41.7. That is an improvement from what he did last season. So uh, we can continue to see that trend upwards as this season goes along. Hopefully he is back soon. He's currently listed as questionable, um, but I think he's been listed like that for a little while. So we'll see. Hopefully it's not too long, but at 78% rostered, I, I think he could be actually a little bit more. I might actually prefer him in certain builds. He's, he's probably very build dependent um, than the two above him in Murray and Soho. If I was punting either of the percentages, I'd probably take him up to a, maybe a four-star stash because I think he has uh, those steals and assists are hard to find on waiver wires. The next one here, again, I'm going by roster percentages. The next uh, highest rostered player is Lonzo Ball at 54% rostered in competitive leagues. And I'm labeling Lonzo Ball our first one-star stash. I just... I'm not confident that he comes back this season at all. I'm not confident that when, if he does come back, that he's going to get ever more than 20 minutes a night. I think they're going to take him along really slowly. The The nature of his injury, this, the nature of the rehab for his injury is is not good for um, a player like Lonzo Ball. They've also been doing really well with uh, DeMar Rosen taking a lot. Or not, they haven't been doing well, but he's been playing well. The team is also not going anywhere, so I don't really think that they're going to push him to come back. They're not going to gain much by him being back on the court. Um, I just don't think that they're going to be troubling playoffs at any time soon. So I just really doubt that Lonzo Ball is going to be available to help you in your fantasy playoffs. And even if he does, I think he's going to be very limited and it's not going to be... It's The, wor- the, the weight will not be worth um, what he gives you up in the end. So I think that for me, he's pretty easy, a one-star. So if any of these other guys are available and you're looking for someone to stash, I'd much rather take a swing on someone else than Alonzo Ball. I think that it's kind of a waste of time having him stashed in your team. Uh, even if he's just sitting on your IR spot, chances are you're going to have other injuries that come up some point throughout the season. I'm sure you've already had some injuries. If you've dodged all of the injuries so far, well, let me know in the comments because... Um, I don't know, maybe I'll call bullshit, but um, I just, someone's going to get injured. It happens all the time. So I, I think you can use that spot unless you've got like five injured reserve spots and you, know, you don't need to use all of them, then sure. But most cases, that's not the case. Um, couple more or a few more guys here. The next one, I'm surprised that he was only rostered in 30% of leagues. Mark Williams is, uh, is someone that we're thinking about. He's had a couple of rough last two games. Today, he put up two points, eight rebounds, a block, and a steal. I mean, you still got a block and a steal, eight rebounds there. Uh, 20% field goal is rough. You'd expect that to be higher. But he is someone that I'm fairly confident. The Charlotte Hornets are trash. They are so bad, and they've been bad without egregiously playing young players. Um, they've been bad with, with still playing Mason Plumley as your starting center, who is, uh, I don't know how old he is, but he's definitely not their future. Um, so 
he is someone that I am pretty confident that will get an increased playing time after the All-Star break, down the stretch of the season. Um, I know the Charlotte don't really like to tank, but it's so obvious that they are so bad that it just it is the smartest thing for them to do, and I think that they will pull that trigger at some point. Um, his minutes, is, he's obviously won the backup role now, and he's putting up decent enough stats in... Um, in a limited role. So I think, again, similar to a Walker Kessler, I have him as a four-star stash. Walker Kessler's probably someone a bit safer at the moment. I'm probably probably more confident that Mark Williams comes into relevance at some point as a starter. But then again, it is the Charlotte Hornets, and they've been playing Mason Plumlee for years now at the starting center. So who knows? I, I think that... Walker Kessler is the better ad because he can help you probably more so right now, but I see them both with similar kind of ceilings, very good at what they do, block shots, rebounds, field goal percentage, uh, can throw in a steal every once in a while as well. But again, if they don't suit what you're looking for, you can do else. But the fact that he is at uh, 30% rostered uh, versus Walker Kessler's 94%, then obviously he's available in a lot more leagues. And I think that I would be viewing them somewhat similarly at the moment. So I think that Mark Williams is an excellent stat if that's what you're looking for. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, please, for the love of God, can you please bench um, uh, Mason Plumlee because uh, he is not your future Charlotte and clearly you're not doing anything this season. So uh, just quit while you're ahead. Quit while you're ahead. If he's not traded at the trade deadline, I'm sure, well, okay, I'm not sure, but I would hope that he gets benched uh, and basically asks to go sit at home and play some PlayStation or something like that. Um, The next guy here is Tari Eason. Now, Eason, I was very keen on, I I did preface at the start of the season that he was going to be this year's Shangun, and so far that is exactly how it's played out. Now, let's let's not forget, though, that Shangun did have a stretch at the end of last season that was really valuable for fantasy managers, uh, close to the playoffs, at the end of the playoffs. I think that he requires a couple of things. He requires Eric Gordon to be traded. I think that's number one. He also requires... I'm not sure, do they play him and Jabari together? Like, is he going to come on as the four and Jabari plays at the three? Or is KJ Martin more going to be the guy that benefits from that? I'm I'm not 100% sure that if Eric Gordon is traded that he automatically comes in there and does it. So that for that reason, I've got him as a two-star recruit or a two-star stash. He could be as high as a four-star. He has the fantasy stat set like a Mark Williams, like a Walker Kessler. But the path to minutes is a lot more murky. They've also got a lot of other guys that are young and they're prioritizing and, and they're doing other things with. It's not like he's like their only young guy. You know, Walker Kessler is is sort of like their only young big uh, center. Uh, same with the Charlotte Hornets. He's sort of their prioritized uh, center that they're going to put up there. Whereas you've got Jabari Smith, you've got KJ Martin, you've got uh, other guys in there, Jalen uh, Green, obviously. Uh, all, all these sort of guys that, that need minutes, need usage, Shengun, all these guys in there. So he's he's definitely got the permanent upside we know this we've seen it in spurts but i think that compared to some of those other guys i like some of them better but at rostered percentage of 21% he's available in a lot of leagues so if you need just some sort of upside to hold on to and you're doing really well and maybe you drop him later on it's it's not the worst person to i think uh stash but i think that i'm less confident 
with him getting the opportunity than some of these other guys. But we do need to mention him because of his permanent production. Very similar story with this next guy, Isaiah Jackson. Uh, I was much higher on him to start the season. I think that I'm less confident that Miles Turner is going to be traded. I still think it's on the table. I know there was a message or a tweet out um, maybe a few weeks ago or a couple of months ago. It might even be now that uh, Miles Turner and the Pacers were in talks for contract extensions. I think that was like a tactical kind of woge tweet to sort of get other teams to up their offers. We haven't seen anything concrete about that since. So I would not be surprised if he is traded at the trade deadline. If I just quickly check on where the paces are in the standings right now, they are sitting seventh. I, it wouldn't shock me if they start to fall down. Maybe they go a bit more into that tank. Even if they make the playoffs, they're not going to be really doing anything. So I still think that they are going to potentially be sellers at the trade deadline. I don't think they're going to make any noise, but it might be enough where they're sitting and how well they're playing. They've got a plus 500 record. That might be enough to entice Miles Turner to sign that extension or at least for the Pacers not to trade him at the deadline. And that would really screw with Isaiah Jackson. And then the other thing is he's not playing at the moment. He's actually playing for the G League team. So... Regardless of, he's literally a zero right now. Um, so he's someone that you're getting absolutely nothing from, which makes it really hard to stash a player like that. The ceiling is high. It's as high as some of those other guys, but again, much murkier to see his pathway uh, to minutes. So for me, that that calls him a two-star a two-star stash. And then the last guy that we're going to talk about here, uh, look, I had to mention it here because he's been in the news a little bit recently, uh, Miles Bridges as a stash. Respect, regardless of morality and what you think about the guy in general, I think that from a fantasy basketball point of view, he is not worth stashing, and I have him as a one-star stash. I just don't think he's going to play this season. He's not... Uh, the The report came out that he was in talks of negotiating contract, and then recently that's come been, been come out and squashed. The The paces are, are not talking to Miles Bridges, so I don't know what's real. It, it sounds to me kind of like what they did with the Brooklyn Nets when they were signing uh, the coach uh, and, and, and all that sort of kickback when it was... Um, you know, they, they were signing the coach, but now, now he's not coming back in because the backlash was really poor. Maybe it was kind of they were gauging the, the public interest or public opinion on that kind of a thing. Uh, to me, it's even if he is signed, if, if, even if he's signed tomorrow, I think that the NBA is going to step in and give him a very, very hefty fine and suspension. Um, I would think it's a minimum, an absolute minimum of 25 games. I think that is like dead set minimum, probably likely longer, um, probably at least half the season. So that means he's not going to be in for fantasy playoffs at all. And uh, I just don't think that it makes any sense to stash a guy like Miles Bridges uh, on your fantasy team when right now he's not in contract talks. When he, If he ever does sign a contract, he will very 99% be suspended by the NBA and 99% sure that suspension will be very large. Uh, I just don't think he's going to help you in your fantasy playoffs at all whatsoever. So I think that he is not someone that I would waste my time stashing. Um, and yeah, so that is all the guys that I have here. If you have any other stash ideas, leave them down in the comments below um, over on YouTube. If you are listening along on YouTube, be sure you make sure to give that uh, video a big thumbs up. Subscribe 
subscribe to the channel if you are listening without being subscribed would really appreciate you uh, hitting that subscribe button turning on that notification bell so you don't miss any videos uh, and you get all of the content that we put out we are going to be doing some more podcasts hopefully myself and Callum will get back on the mic together soon and we will do one together like old times and also if you are over on Apple Podcasts please go over and give us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts it would help us a lot but otherwise I will catch you guys next time and uh, good luck with your matchups bye